Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to healthcare that steps away from the conventional and supports true health. Welcome back to the Mom Docs podcast. We got such great feedback uh, from our listeners after our childbirth and postpartum series that we're going to just dive into kind of a follow up to those episodes. Um, we're going to call it Bouncing Back After Pregnancy. Uh, hopefully, we're going to touch you know everything from weight loss to you know what's safe in terms of exercise and when and kind of you know how to focus your nutrition in that first you know year postpartum. You know, women's bodies go through just so many physical changes in order to grow and birth and feed and nurture their babies. Um, You know, we deal with weight gain, muscle and ligament changes, hormonal fluctuations, you know, sometimes even physical injuries after birth. Um, And then after the baby arrives, you know, a lot of us really just kind of wonder when our bodies are going to go back to normal because there have been so many changes and it's not like after you have your baby, your body's like immediately back to where you were before. So that can be kind of frustrating. Um, It can definitely take an emotional toll, especially for first time moms um, who, you know, it's taking a little bit longer to return to normal than they thought. So, and some, for some women, you know, it does happen like very, very quickly and seemingly effortlessly. So, you know, we kind of want to talk about that. And I think it's totally normal, you know, to want to go right back to where you were, but then to have some wisdom and some knowledge about the fact that your body is going to take some time to recover. And you don't want to just jump right into some sort of a weight loss um, regimen because your body is really going to need nourishment because you're going to be feeding your baby and you're still healing for some time. Do you guys want to weigh in on that? Yeah, I think it goes to, I think there's a ton of relevance to talk about the importance of a healthy pregnancy to set the tone for what these po- this postpartum get bouncing back is going to look like. And I think when we have really poorly established habits that we have started during pregnancy because of the excuse of, well, I'm pregnant and I have cravings or whatever excuse is we lay out for ourselves, which I, I for me, it was... I ate ice like I, I ate so much ice cream with my first pregnancy <laughs> because you know it started as okay we're gonna watch a movie and we had no other kids to you know take care of so let's do a movie night as we wait for baby to come and we would share a pint of ice cream as the weeks continue to stretch on and baby's still not there it's like you know I'm gonna have my own pint of ice cream tonight and it's not just like uh, you know once or twice a week suddenly it's it's so much so that my after I had my first, I went 365 days with zero ice cream. Like I had to like lay, draw a line in the sand and say like, I have got to break this habit. But I, I really think when we have the foresight to say, I'm going to approach my pregnancy appropriately, it really does help this postpartum bouncing back or weight loss journey. And I think recognizing that 
each pregnancy is different and each recovery is different. And, you know, I gained a lot more weight with my boys than I did with my girl, you know, my middle one, it was just so easy. And then all of a sudden I'm pregnant with number three thinking it's going to be just this easy again. And I gained way more weight with number three and it was way harder to lose it afterwards. So giving ourselves grace and understanding, okay, the platform we set for ourselves during pregnancy really does help our postpartum journey. And then understanding each, each pregnancy, each baby, each recovery is going to be different. And I think too, like the, the sooner that, you know, for me that I gave myself that grace of, wait, this is motherhood. Like now I'm a parent, you know, of actually finally allowing myself to not feel the pressure of, I have to work out exactly the same as I did before I was, you know, before I had a baby or I have to, you know, look the same way, even if I'm in good shape, I feel like, um, just allowing ourselves that space and that grace to recognize like life, life is different now. Like life looks different. What a workout might be now, especially like early on postpartum is very different than what you were likely doing right before you got pregnant. And, I went through a time, uh, especially after like our first baby and just, I would compare like, well, that's not as good of a workout as I used to do. And I just had all this pressure on myself of being who I used to be until I finally recognized and like gave myself that grace and that space of like, no, like I'm a parent now, like I'm a mom and life is never, it's likely never going to look like it did before. Um, So I'm excited to talk about this today to just every woman, I feel like you find your own journey, you find your own rhythm, you you get into your own routine of like, what does life after birth and life, you know, with children now look like? And it's, it's, it's exciting, you know, journey and it's different for everybody. So I think recognizing, um, you know, how can we do this in the most, you know, holistic whole, um, you know, healthy way is, is so important. For me, it was the big difference for me was when I had my daughter recognizing, oh, I have a daughter now that, I need to be careful about, I need to lose weight or I need to look a certain way. Like when my first was a boy and I didn't have as many of those thoughts that I needed to really realize I don't need to just protect myself from, but I need to protect her from. And that was really big for me. And I'll speak to Natalie, as you said, the comparison game of, I need to stop comparing who I was before I had children to who I am now. I have found that I can find strength through it's not give myself grace for the comparison. It's give myself empowerment for the new person I am now and encouragement about the new person I am now so much so that when I'm, you know, doing group classes in orange theory, uh, I'll look to the girl beside me and she's just killing it and just crushing it. And I think to myself, yeah, but you know what? I've had three kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say that to myself. It's like, okay, that is empowerment. It's not, I wish I could run as fast as her. I wish my legs were as toned as her. It's, I'm out here working my rear end off and I've also had three kids and that's something to be proud of. So that's huge. When I had Layla, my other three kids, the next day they like came and they were like looking at my belly and Nevi, my second daughter, she said, mom, I thought you already had the baby. It still looks like you're pregnant. And <laughs> like the, like the yep. mature- like, okay, I've done this a few times. If that would have been my first baby and someone said that to me, I probably would have just broken down. But, you know, you kind of get, you do, you develop wisdom and you just have perspective that, yeah, like I just 
had a had a baby and it's going to take and I told her I said, "You know what? Most women it takes like at least a year to like you know, have your belly look a little bit more normal." Mm-hmm. And she was just so blown away she was expecting it. And so I think yeah, the way that I'm communicating that to my kids, to my girls is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, you know, for women that do like are driven to kind of get back on some sort of a routine with their exercise and their nutrition, you know, I think it's important to kind of talk about when that's okay and kind of how, you know, we, we approach that as physicians, but also as moms who have been there and done that. I know like Natalie, you were saying, you know, comparing yourself to where you were before, you're not going to jump right back into those exercises or those workouts that you were doing. Um, And that was really hard for me. But I think, you know, after about six weeks, they say, you know, your body's for the most part healed to a point where you can start doing exercise again. What did that look like for you guys initially? So those first few workouts. For me, I had uh, my first two babies. They were both um, Ellie and Annie. They were both in the middle of the summer. And that helped me so much that I just started with walking, you know, after probably, you know, four to six weeks when I was, you know, starting to get up and moving around and feeling good. And I think something that really helps to gauge that, like, when is your body ready to even start moving, you know, more in more focused ways is, is your bleeding, you know, like, is your bleeding stop? Is your bleeding done? And then, you know, I would think I was there and then I would do something even strenuous around the house, like, you know, you know, vacuuming the floors or something and all of a sudden recognize like, Oh, I'm bleeding heavier now after doing that, or it kind of re-engaged things. Like you think about like the placenta in the uterus, like it's a huge, my, my midwife, you know, um, explained it's like, it's a large open wound essentially within you. And that's, you know, what's trying to heal. And that's, you know, where nursing is so important. It helps your uterus contract so that it heals that. Um, so that's something that you don't, you don't want to rush, you know, so right around six weeks, that's usually when my bleeding would be stopping. And I would go out, I was just start with like a light walk and it was great because it was in the summer. I put the baby in a stroller, both of them in a stroller after the second one. And we would just walk around the neighborhood. There's a couple light Hills. It was a great way. And for me, that was just a great way to get outside get, you know, my blood flowing a little bit, get some fresh air and, um, just slowly get moving again. And then that transitioned, you know, after probably a couple months of that, then transitioned to adding in, you know, some different body weight exercises or light, light things that I could do, you know, right in the living room while the babies were playing or, you know, they were happy or sleeping. It was just a light, you know, body, body weight exercise for 15 minutes, you know, to, to get things going again. I think even preceding that, beginning to engage your core really in the days after you have the baby and it's their isometric exercises, but just lying in bed and activating and trying to get your brain to recognize where is my pelvic floor? Where are my deep core muscles? And really just, just completely no movement whatsoever, but trying to engage that, those muscles. Um, and I think doing that really early on, even before you start walking and before you start doing movement, getting your body. And, and for me, having not done that with baby number one and struggling with, with a pretty significant diastasis in my, you know, with baby two and baby three, really recognizing how important that was to get that neuromuscular, okay, there's a connection here between my brain and all of my ab muscles that used to be there and are no longer there and my pelvic floor and the stabilizers of my lumbar spine. Okay, how do I get all of that to communicate again? And how do I become aware of it? So then when I do get upright and I start walking, 
I can, I can keep that connection that, you know, that brain body connection, uh, to have better outcomes with diastasis and pelvic floor issues down the road. I do want to say though, that I, your first, I really, 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 and I'd like your guys' perspective on this too. I really discourage any mom from thinking or trying to lose weight in her first three months after the baby comes. There's too many other important things to establish with nursing and your supply and your pelvic floor and your diastasis. There's too many things that can go wrong by rushing it that I'd rather have a woman keep on extra weight and sacrifice, you know, a great body in those first couple months, like anyone has it anyway, in their first three months postpartum, but really just like lay that aside to make sure that the main thing remains the main thing, which is that you have a healthy supply, you have a healthy baby and you have a a healthy healed body from the inside out before you even consider this whole bouncing back idea. I agree. I think something you said there is so important for people to hear is that I mean, I remember when your when your stomach doesn't look the way that you want it, your first thought is, I better start doing crunches. Like I better start doing, you know, push-ups and, and crunches on the floor. And that can if you especially if you have any sort of separation or any sort of diastasis, like that's actually the worst thing that you could do for your body in that time. So recognizing, like you're saying, engaging your core in the right ways and not just starting to crush out 50 crunches every day um, because that will make you know matters worse. And I think something that is also really powerful to, to recognize is like if you're breastfeeding, that alone burned anywhere from like 500 to 700 calories a day, which is roughly equivalent to running four miles, you know? So again, at that beginning, like that is what boosts your metabolism. Like it's hard work, you know, feeding a baby. So alone, letting your body, um, you know, slowly kind of return to normal in those first weeks, even just by breastfeeding, like you're getting a good workout there. I think a lot of women don't realize how powerful that component is. And I remember being once my milk supply came in, I remember being completely just starved and that being totally foreign to me. And with my first, it was like how I was burning so many calories and I didn't realize that I actually like needed to be eating a lot more than I was and I was still losing weight. And so it is, you know, that does happen. And then I think there, there is a point where, you know, your body starts to level off. It adapts, you know, after you've been nursing for a little while, Um, But initially, you know, those first, you know, five to six weeks, you know, you are going to be losing a lot of weight just just from nursing um, as your body gets back to normal, too. Let's talk a little bit. Let's switch gears to um, nutrition. So obviously nutrition and Sarah, you were talking about this, you know, in the first three months, we aren't we aren't eating so that we lose weight. We're eating so that we're nourishing our bodies so that our bodies can provide for the baby and heal properly. But as we get towards that kind of six to 12 month mark, you know, after we've, you know, kind of established a, a nursing pattern, um, things are going well. And now we're starting to look at, okay, what can I start to do to just get back towards a healthy weight? And what do you guys typically recommend? I've had a lot of women approach me about doing like keto in that time frame, And my answer has always kind of been like, don't do keto because it can really impact your breast milk supply. Mm-hmm. Hormones. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of it, um, for women to do for extended periods of time anyway. And I had actually never fully committed to keto 
until, man, I think I was a year postpartum with number three and I'd studied keto a lot and I'd done, you know, low glycemic index for a long time, but I'd never really committed to it. And I, and I did over for several months. And I mean, even in doing it in a very healthy way, I still noticed that my energy levels changed, my cycle changed a bit. And I realized I had to, you know, two weeks or the week prior to my cycle, I had to add back in apricots and more carbohydrates to be able to provide the building blocks for my hormones to go through a regular cycle. So even without um, pregnancy involved and postpartum involved, I still think it's something that women need to do carefully and with proper guidance and be aware of how it affects their hormone levels. So particularly in this really delicate postpartum window, it's not something that I would encourage a woman to go towards. The reason why I do like the idea of paying attention to something and maybe tracking carbs or uh, food logs is it, it does make you aware of what you're eating. And I think there's value to that. But I, I think the first step when it when you say, okay, I've established my nursing supply, I am in that four to six month postpartum window, and I'm feeling like I'm, I really do, I want to take off some of that extra weight that I gained while pregnant, then I think the first step is let's, let's look at a three-day log of what you're eating. And this is a self-inventory. Write down everything you eat for three days. And sometimes you don't need to go fancy with a nutritional program. You just need to look at what you're eating and take out the things that are very obvious things that need to go. For me, ice cream or sweets <laughs> or beverages, calories that you're drinking, things that are not nutrient-dense anyway that whether you're postpartum and trying to lose weight or not are a good idea just to, to get out of your lifestyle, period. That's a really good starting place for most postpartum moms and can make a big difference. Yeah, I feel like every every time I talk with a mom like postpartum, you know, even right from the beginning is just like focus on a a whole food like nutrient dense diet. And that was actually, you know, backing up to right after you have baby, that was one of my first like my favorite things like the last week of pregnancy or you know, you're still guessing when that is, but I would love that like snack run. I would go on like a healthy snack run because I remember when my milk came in and you start feeding and you start nursing those first few weeks. I remember like going to the pantry, like ravaging because I was, I was so hungry, right? Like you're burning those calories. So I think something that's important to note is making sure you have, you know, in your, in your pantry, like healthy whole food, like nutrient dense, you know, snacks. So like different mixtures of, you know, raw nuts, or I would do like the healthy organic, you know, no nitrates or nitrates, no MSG, like even beef jerky, you know, just having like healthy, you know, sources of snacks, you know, cheese and, um, you know, nut thins was one of my favorite snacks. Um, you know, having easy go-to things because you have a newborn in your arms to be able to sustain you throughout the day, but not be reaching for like the bag of chips, you know, as, as your source of nutrients. So thinking about non-processed foods, like whole healthy nutrients and something that I really recommend is looking at your meals. So, you know, a lot of women I know like, okay, I'm going to eat oatmeal in the morning to really boost my supply for the day. And, you know, switching from something like your instant, 
you know, instant oatmeal to, you know, actually making like real, I I would use like the gluten-free oatmeal, but then adding stuff to it, like making it a nutrient dense meal is adding in, you know, things like nut butter or chia seeds and flax meal. And then I would put berries on top, you know, with some coconut and that's a way more nutrient dense meal, you know, compared to just like your plain instant oatmeal to be giving your body like a variety of different nutrients and enzymes and minerals. That's going to replace, you know, the, the calories that you're burning in a healthy way. And for me, I would then add in more, you know, I, uh, the first six months eating a few more grains than I typically would to help support that. So, you know, having a loaded salad for lunch, I would add some brown rice or quinoa, um, sweet potatoes were my go-to, you know, it's like sweet potatoes, a vegetable and a healthy protein for dinner, lots of avocado, you know, so along those same lines of just really focusing on real food. Yeah. I like that. I think it's a, it's a good mindset to have, um, where we're not counting calories, it's moving away from that and just switching over, like focus on whole foods, make sure that you're getting, you know, food from the earth and, you know, you're, you're probably going to be okay. And I think a, a lot of women, you know, that's kind of eye-opening in and of itself, whether or not you've had a baby or not, is just to start eating real food. And that can be so powerful. I think paying attention to how different foods affect your supply is really important too in that, for, in that entire first year. So I know if I take out too many carbohydrates, uh, my supply tanks. So for me, I, I, it's, I need quinoa or brown rice or a piece of sprouted grain toast. I need to have some level of a carbohydrate that I wouldn't typically eat. Like I don't, I don't typically go eat a piece of toast on a, on a daily basis unless I'm postpartum. And then it's, I'm absolutely making sure that I get something like that in and paying attention to how your supply is affected. Some women don't need that. Some women can do really like lower carbohydrates. And as long as they stay adequately hydrated, their supply isn't affected. So I think understanding that there's a very delicate balance of learning how your body is adapting. And then as your cycle returns, paying attention to, okay, my cycle's returning. And as my cycle is about to start, my supply drops slightly. So I may need to eat some additional things that I wouldn't normally to balance out my hormones to keep my supply up because I'm nursing through my first two years postpartum. So really paying attention to that, I think is important. Have you guys done any level of intermittent fasting with your uh, postpartum moms as they hit this like phase of, I really want to lose weight. I'm trying it's not coming off. I'm nursing. I'm a little, I'm feeling stuck. For me, intermittent fasting is my secret sauce. Have you guys played around with that at all? Yes. Yes. And I think that that is so much better than um, any sort of like ketogenic diet or any, any sort of like food restriction that you're doing. I think just timing when you're eating is so helpful. And for me, it would be like three days a week where I would wait to have my morning smoothie or, you know, ending, you know, the, the caloric intake early, you know, whether it was like making sure I had my dinner by five and then fasting till breakfast. I don't know. What have you guys done? That's what I've always done. Um, I found for me, it was easiest to skip dinner or shorten my evening eating window because you're busy with kids anyway. So if me not needing to eat, and I also found that that was also my snacking time when I'm in the kitchen making dinner, I'm like eating while I'm cooking dinner and then eating dinner after that. And I found that I was getting a ton of extra 
calories in that I didn't necessarily need, but just out of convenience and boredom and the kids are going crazy and we're in the kitchen anyway. So for me to say, okay, after four o'clock or five o'clock, whatever I wanted my window to be, I'm no longer eating. Just no food is, is passing my lips. And as long as my supply does okay with that, for me, I, I can't, when I'm nursing, I can't not eat in the morning. I wake up ravenous. I am nursing, typically with all my kids, I'm nursing all night long and I have to eat first thing in the morning. And I found that if I didn't, one, I was super grouchy. Um, and two, it did affect my supply more. So for me, for my body, it was better to skip my later in the afternoon eating window or eating time and not, not miss that morning time. I'm the same way. I, I have to eat, like when I'm nursing, I have to like first thing, wake up and eat breakfast. So I did something similar, you know, again, post, you know, post six months with the last baby is eating breakfast, you know, having a really healthy, good lunch. And then like an early dinner, you know, I'd be eating at like three o'clock and then in the evenings, I would really then like, especially if I was starting to get hungry, I would really focus on trying to drink tons of water, you know, drinking lots of water would help with that in the evening to make sure, you know, then that the supply stayed steady, you know, through the evenings as well. And I think it's important for women to understand like with intermittent fasting, you know, you're getting your calories just in a different time frame. So it's not like you're omitting dinner, you're like, you know, leaving out the calories that you normally would have gotten um, at whatever meal that you're, you're kind of postponing or whatever it is. Um, so like, if you do, you know, an early dinner, it's not like you're, you're cutting down on your calories, right, Natalie? That's a really good point. Yeah. Okay. So. I also think that, that our bodies do well with change. So we've been eating sort of the same throughout pregnancy, and then we're, we're sort of eating, uh, the same postpartum. And then when we hit this point of like, okay, I'm established, my nursing is established, my body feels healed. I think it's okay to get some variety to your eating windows and shifting it. And sometimes just your body needing to, to adapt to a new eating uh, schedule is enough to trick your body to wake it up and say, oh, okay, here, here we are. Let's try something different. And so I think there's, there's, I think there's a lot of value to experimenting with intermittent fasting, but making sure that again, you pay really close attention to how your body and your baby is responding and using that as your ultimate guidepost for, okay, I've either pushed it too far or I'm doing okay. And I do have this extra weight and I will feel good to, and get some energy back to shed it. So now, now is my time when I can start messing around with some nutritional changes. That's really good. Um, every time I've had a baby, um, I usually tell myself like, it's about two years before I really feel like I'm back to who I feel like is my normal self. And as long as I have that like expectation, you know, sometimes I'll, it will return like well before that two year mark. I've had, you know, one baby where it came back really, really fast. And the others, it was just, it just took that time until I was really done nursing until my cycle returned. And so I feel like it's important for women to kind of go into it with that expectation, like just because hormonally um, your body's changing and adapting and doing so many things that, you know, it can make it harder for you to really get back to that level of fitness that you were at, you know, until that, for me, it was a, a kind of that two-year mark. Um, I think it's the same mindset of when we approach labor to say, this is two days, it's going to be two days. And so you set your barometer at two days and anything less than a two-day labor is a win. For me, I, I'm, I'm 12 months. I like to say 12 months. I'm going to give myself a full year before I even start 
trying to feel bad about where I'm at right now because so much is changing and there's, it's such a dynamic process, that postpartum phase. So just to say, whether it's one year or two years, Hey, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there in my brain until I hit that two year window. Then I can start trying to compare, okay, where was I and where am I now? And, and, you know, even though I have this beautiful little two year old running around, we still do have some self image issues that, you know, and goals for ourselves that we want to look good and feel good and have good energy. But yeah, whether it's a year or two years approaching it with that mentality, I think is super wise. And thinking about that, I mean, for me, it was always like, my goal was to, at a minimum, like nurse for a year. I know Erin, you did really good with like nursing at least up until two years. Right. Um, so I feel like that too, like thinking about if your body is still producing milk, like you're, you're still like your hormones are different. Right. So like losing weight and bouncing back as we're talking about, like you're still providing nutrition for your baby. So for me, I always felt like it was, you know, once I, once the baby naturally weaned at a year, a year and a half, I always notice a difference then too. And just how easy hormonally it was to start dropping back to that pre-pregnancy weight once, you know, nursing was over. But I think something important to note there is like, you don't want to stop nursing early just for that. Like the value of nursing your baby as long as you can is, is so powerful. I think we're going to wrap it up, but um, we hope that this episode blessed you and we are constantly um, thinking about the next topic that we're going to be diving into and we would love to hear your feedback. So you can either reach out to us on Instagram, let us know what you want to hear about. Um, you can leave us a review in iTunes. That would be super helpful, but we're so thankful for all of our listeners and we will look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for joining us today on the Mom Docs podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes. By subscribing to our podcast, you'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.